Hello and welcome to the Law Blacks one-to-one podcast. My name's Chris Allen and I'm the managing partner of Black Solicitors. I've worked in West Yorkshire for over 25 years and during that time, it's fair to say I've met some interesting people. Over the next few weeks, I'll be catching up with some of those people to share with you their opinions, advice and a few of their stories. Overall, I hope you find these interviews interesting, engaging and even educational. As ever on these podcasts, this is the point where I say thank you to Pete Bott and his band Deuce and Charger for allowing us, in the nicest possible way, to use their music on this podcast. Hope you like the music. If you do, go listen to them. Pete's got his own podcast these days, uh, so uh, uh, find that if you can. My guest today is a well-known character within the Yorkshire business circle. It's uh, Simon Palmer. Simon's a chartered accountant and a partner with Garbert and Elliot. His LinkedIn profile will tell you all you need to know about his professional career, but I've invited Simon in today uh, not to dwell on accountancy, sorry about that Simon, but to explain his love of music to us and in so doing shed a bit of light on his career and why he is known in the Leeds business circles as the rock and roll accountant. So just to add to the mix and just a little break from tradition, I'm going to go head to head with Simon on musical taste here today. Uh, and we're going to talk about music that's had an effect or changed our lives. Ultimately, you can decide whose musical taste you prefer. Uh, there's a mechanism for you to leave reviews and uh, stars, and obviously you're more than welcome to tell Simon where he's gone wrong. So, uh, Simon Palmer, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, Chris. Thanks for asking me along to these wonderful offices, well, black solicitors, yeah, you're and to be with the, the social media king of Leeds as well. Yeah, is he here as well? That's <laughs> So look, uh, we're not talking accountancy because there's loads of other opportunities to do that. Well, we could do it. Uh, it's almost as exciting. We could, but we don't you know, want to hear everybody turning off. You, you so, know the old sex, drugs and rock, rock and roll? Yeah, let's stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you often hear podcasts and you hear people talking about their careers. Um, we could go back in time to your schooling and the University of Birmingham and your early days at Watson Wood and as you came through. Just talk to me before we get onto the music itself. You created a thing called Suits and Vinyl. Just tell me what that is. Yeah, it's it's something that me, me, me and Dave Jones did about seven years ago. And the idea, it's, it's, it's simply a networking event. The networking event that's pretty relaxed. People bring along their own vinyl. Right. You've been to, you've been to quite a few of these, Chris. And uh, we, we have a, a regular DJ there who's been with it with us right from the start, a guy called Malcolm Shaw, fantastic guy. He does play quite a lot of what he likes, but <laughs> but he does play everyone's music that does t- turn up. So we, we've actually, oh, this, this, you'll probably miss this one on Friday, you've never heard of it, but we've got one tomorrow yeah. as, as the, this, this goes out. But um, yeah, we, we hold them about every two months and we've moved, sadly moved, from one venue, we're at now now at Northern Guitars at the bottom of Core Lane. Right. Okay. So uh, probably by the time we edit this podcast, it goes out. We'll have missed this one tomorrow, but the next one will be what in a month's time? End of November. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's a networking event for anybody can attend. Anybody, any anybody with a love of music, you just turn up after work between about four and eight. We're fin- all finished by, by eight o'clock, yeah. but people are actually known to dance at six in the evening. In their Where suits. Where do you... In their suits. In which their is, suits. It's quite... Yeah. 
So there are some strange sights. And there's no limits on the music you can bring. If Ben sat over here and wants to bring his Girls Aloud album, he can bring that. Are you coming, Ben? All right, so there you go. So, so that in itself is a bit different, and again, that sort of reflects your love of music. So, uh, I've asked you, I've invited you in to sort of talk about, uh, say, five songs or five albums that had an effect on your life, Simon. Yeah. What's first on your list? It's it's probably I've been thinking about this since you asked me about a week ago, and it's probably one of the hardest things I can ever do. <laughs> it, so, what I've actually tried to do is actually because I've been listening to music since the 70s i've actually tried to break it down into epochs of life okay yeah so you've got the 70s the 80s the 90s the noughties and the tennies and uh, so i'm going to try and extract something out of all those right time zones hit me with the first one okay oh and, and, and you know even this even this time were, were you around in the 70s i, I was i was two you were two right yeah. well i was it was about 1973, probably. I was about 10 years old, and I started, started listening to music. So pro- probably a late, a late start, but there were, there were, there were reasons for that. Anyway, uh, the 70s were, and were an era of, um, well, hippies, metal, and then latterly punk. Yeah. Um, I must say, and I, I look back now, and I probably spent most of my time listening to metal and hard rock during that, that, that era. Was your hair longer then than it is today? Yeah, some, okay. some people do say I looked a bit like yeah. Robert Plant. But, okay, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but not Robert Plant. <laughs> okay, so please, God, tell me the first song. Okay, okay, well, there's all... Like, I, I've narrowed it down. I've narrowed it down to two. <laughs> the absolute ultimate Riffola merchants, which are Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And also, probably, probably people wouldn't expect this, but a band called Hawkwind, who, oh, they were, they started off, what, in the 60s. I picked up them with them, what, probably 1975, was it, with Silver Machine, but then backtracked all the way back to what they were doing in their early times, you know, yep. cassettes, yep. blagging off people, older people, driving around in dodgy cars with, with people just to borrow the record collection. And, yeah, they were they had a massive effect. And also, probably going on, I don't know if you've heard much Hawkwind, it's, 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 it's not only quite heavy, it's got a lot of electronica in, and I think that's inspired me in the later years, you know, mm-hmm. when the, the in the last twenty years to really get get and, to light electronic and at, music. And at that age, was there just Simon Palmer into Hawkwind and Sabbath, or were all your mates into that, or were you ahead of the time on music? Well, in the in the early days, in the, up, up to up to up to the, the sixth form, we probably we were a lot lot of metalists that used to go and see bands like Scorpions, UFO, Judas Priest. Yeah, I've got my or, head in my hands here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, when you get into the sixth form, um, you have you had this like this record player in the in the in in the sixth form where everyone used to fight over it at break time and lunchtime to put their favourite records on. And during that period of time, there was there was okay. Punk started off around about seventy seven, seventy eight. I was a bit too young. I was only fourteen when seventy seven came along, so I didn't really get it because I couldn't go out. But then by by the time it got to around about seventy nine. People were starting to bring along the likes of the Mekons and the Ramones, and a lot of that. And it was it sort of opening a completely new world to me. 
This podcast is, needless to say, sponsored by Black Solicitors. Black's is a law firm based in Leeds, and we provide a range of commercial, property and private client services to clients throughout the United Kingdom. Obviously, I'd love you to enjoy this podcast and then use our services on any legal issues you have going forward. If you visit lawblacks.com, you'll see the kind words that existing clients have had to say about the services we provide. Now, back to the podcast. I don't know whether you remember a guy called John, John Keenan. He used to run the Duchess of York in Leeds. Right. Well, this, this guy, in, and this is probably a, a groundbreaking change for me at the time. Seventy-nine. he put on this, uh, this gig at the Queen's Hall. Which is now KPMG, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> unbelievably. And it used to be. I used to go. I used to go down there during the day because um, they used to have skateboarding during the day, and then at night they'd put on on gigs right. there. And one one once uh, Keenan he put on this this event called Futurama, which the reason why I went to it because Hawkwind were 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 second to, to the top of the bill on the, on the Saturday night, but I paid for the entire weekend. That list was probably all the bands that I now listen to from yesteryear that I wish I'd seen. Yeah, really. And I did see them, but it just meant nothing to me. <laughs> the only one, the only one that, that lasted in my memory, and yeah. I've become probably a bit one of their biggest fans is a band called The Fall uh, yeah. led by Marky Smith who's yeah. sadly yeah, dead passed now. Away now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I I didn't incidentally saw his second to last gig at Wakefield as well oh, there you go yeah. that doesn't surprise me though he so had I haven't a very large you. head yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you, are you telling me the first on your list is Black Sabbath, or you tell me it's Hawkwind? I reckon Hawkwind. It has to be Hawkwind. All right. They're, they're I the will... start of all music, yeah. all music that ever existed. Okay, so I'll counter that, and I'll and I'll uh, match you with the first single I bought was "Come On Everybody" by Sid Vicious, and I was this will like be about it. 1980, I bet by this point. And the uh, look, I don't know if you did. I had a, older sisters. Certainly, one of my sisters was very into music. She was a few years older than me, and that got me into music, which I think probably again I was okay, probably twelve at the time. What was on? What was on the B side? The B side of "Come On Everybody." I've got a terrible feeling. I'm trying to decide whether that's uh, the B side of something else, also by Sid Vicious. There was one by Ronnie Biggs, which was always uh, a song you probably, <laughs> with hindsight, what was I thinking? And that in turn led to buying the great rock and roll swindle, which. Obviously, at the time, being 12, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. When I look back now, it isn't so great, but it was exciting. It was, it was exciting, really so. good. That, so that, those were, uh, you know, I think that did change my view of life. And, of course, at this point, I'm now 12 years old. In my mind, I, I'm a punk. I didn't look like a punk, and I didn't really dress like a punk, and I'd miss punk, as you say. Punk was 76 yeah. to 78, and this is 1980. But anyway, we're there with those. Yeah. Take me to your second choice, Simon. Okay, so now we're into the eighties, and uh, what again? Another another era just went from. I was now sub, just coming out eighty one. Left the left school. Um, Prince Henry's in Otley. Went to Birmingham University. Met uh, an amazing bunch of mates who were all into music, all different, all all different types. When I went into I actually shared with uh, my, my first ever room with an anarchist punk rocker, who is now, 
who is now a barrister. Yeah, of course. Trying to be aren't a judge. All? Yeah, aren't they all? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's, he's still into his music as well, but he, he again, he showed me the likes of God, the Anti-Nowhere League, the Exploited... There's all those, yeah. um, all those bands that were coming through. All the, I like like nine 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 and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say exploited. There's a whole that sort of second wave of punk bands. From yeah, that yeah, the yeah. ones with Mohicans and it was all a bit posy and showy, getting into uh, UK subs. UK Perhaps. subs. Yeah. Oh god, I saw them. I saw them at Birmingham. They were great with a band called Bad Brains. Do you remember them? <laughs> I don't remember Bad Brains. No, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, band members of Bad Brains. Yeah. So, okay, so. Where do we get to your second choice? Well, you've got that, you've got that era that goes through like C86, and by this time I'm starting to get into really into indie music as well as so the, the punks going on, the, there's, there's, there's all the um, new romantic stuff going on as well, and I'm in Birmingham, Duran Duran. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was, it was, that, was, that was a good, good time. There's UB40 going on, so it's suddenly this massive influx of music that I've never never really appreciate it. It's hitting me from all, all over the place. Yeah, so, but, um, listen, listen to a bit, bit, bit of reggae. And then, at the end of that era, you know, you've got, like, the Stone Roses coming on board, haven't you? And the whole Manchester baggy scene and yeah. everything like that. But I think the band who I've just, just plucked out, really, because it was the band that me and Joe, who, who um, I, I subsequently married, and I... Sp- and I'm still with to this very day that we we fell in love with, and it was uh, the Pixies, Surfer yeah. Rosa. Now, am I dreaming, or are they touring at the moment? I saw them on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, well, still going strong. Yeah, they are. Well, and what, a, li- and what, a little bit I mean, slower. <laughs> and, um, so, if I say to you the Pixies, what does that you know? What, what, what picture springs into your mind? What is it? Uh, uh, it's just, it's just uh, university time. It was. No, this is this is now probably about 1985. I've met met Joe. Um, I've been working in a tile tile warehouse for a year, deciding what career I want to want to be. Right. Just uh, I actually met my wife in the same week as I started at Dean Farrow as a chartered accountant. Yeah. And from that moment on, it's just been the same forever, really. All right. <laughs> so the Pixies are associated with good times for you. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I, it was, like, quite exotic as well because that album, it was pretty... It was almost like the melding of, of the rock, the punk, but done in this exotic Spanish language. Right. Which just sounded so different, and it was like this band that were a million miles away from us. Anyway, they eventually came over around about 1987 with a band called called Throw Muses. I don't remember, Christine Hirsch. Fantastic lineup, 4AD tour. Brilliant. I couldn't go (laughs) because I was doing my law exams for me, a child accountancy. So I couldn't go. The law exams have ruined many people's lives, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're we're putting the Pixies down as the uh, second influencer. I'm going to match that with uh, this record, Snap by the Jam. Mm, Now, what's interesting about Snap by the Jam is it's a compilation album. This is an album that came out, uh, I think I'm right in saying 19... Let's check. Pretty certain it's... uh, 1983, so I'm 15 at this point. Now, up to this point, of course, you've just heard I was really into punk, etc., and that was my musical taste. I saw Snap, I must have heard, obviously, I heard a lot of the jam songs at that point, bought that album, 
and uh, never looked back actually. Mm. And the punk became a mod. What was and I don't know what, what I, were the I, songs? I, what were the what was the classic? I I to this day I cannot listen was it? to eat. I can't listen to Eaton Rifles or Strange Town without wanting to get out of the car and start dancing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think I think Weller's uh, ability certainly in those days was to write songs. You could hear every word and you could sing along to every word. And his music, his musical skills now, I'm sure, are vastly better than they were then. But his ability to sing a song and an anthem and you sing along and you know the words and it's just incredible. And and, and you got to bear in mind this lad was, what was he, 1983? I bet he was only mid-twenties at the most. I think he was younger than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that moulded, I can't, I can't tell you how many conversations... Uh, events that has moulded in my life in terms of the jam. In fact, if anything, I had to sort of back off a bit because I've become a bit of a weller nut. So I had to, uh, you know, try and broaden my horizons a little bit because for the jam and then thereafter the Style Council, thereafter the Paul Weller movement, then Paul Weller himself, on it goes. So there was a move there from punk to mod for me. Back over the table to you. What's your third choice, Simon? Third choice, okay, we're in winter of the 90s. Um, it's pretty baggy around around then uh, I actually missed out bringing up kids so the whole Ibiza and all that the rave thing I just I just completely bypassed me right. and I, I do regret that but the kids were young bringing them up then I'm probably making up for it a little bit now but now they're all grown <laughs> up but yeah so we yeah you were looking at bands like the Inspiral Carpets you were looking at the Blurs the Oasis John Peel was amazing in those in those yeah. times as well. He's yeah. just doing what a legend so he many was. great sessions. Yeah. And just still making you explore music, just going out to the outer edges of yeah. all those things you didn't know about. And then there was the shoegaze as well, the bands like Slow Dive who were just, just coming coming through. Big guitar stuff. And then yeah. latterly the, the Marilyn Mansons and the system of the downs. But wow. I suppose the most the the biggest the biggest effect was probably the grunge time and that. Right. Just as 90, just 90 kicked in. Um, and grunge, when you say grunge, which bands are, yeah, are, are grunge I, to you? Well, the, um, started off with, with, with Mudhoney. Yeah. Um, Inton, Nirvana and Tad. Uh, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, Deftones. Yeah. Those, those sort of big electric. Electric guitar, bass, big riffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which of those is the best one for you? I suppose. I I always remember pulling up outside the Dinley Arms in a in a traffic jam and hearing Teen Spirit for the first time and just getting that yeah really tingly feeling down down the spine yeah. and I still get those to the yeah, to yeah. this very day when you hear some really good slab of music. One of the one of the reasons that. Uh, one of the reasons I, you know, I, I invited you on today is I was listening to uh, an audio book by the Beastie Boys oh, yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. And in that, the, the, the lads, obviously there's only uh, two of the lads left alive. And one of them refers to a lot of music. And I found myself going off to listen to those music. So if nothing else comes out of this podcast, folks, I hope that you go away and listen to Team Spirit by Nirvana. Uh, I'm sure you don't have to be outside the Dinley Arms, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but give it a listen. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah, fantastic. So I'm going to match that back across the table to me. Uh, this is a band, uh, again, I'm now, it's now eight, 1986 for me. Uh, I'm 18, the world's got a little bit more political. Uh, so where am I now? 86, it's 80, yeah, 1986, a lot going on, political front. Uh, the Redskins brought out an album 
on neither Washington nor Moscow, right. uh, which were a skinhead band by appearance. But uh, the music was absolutely true. Nobody, if you if you listen to this and you haven't heard "Keep on Keeping on" by the Redskins, go I'm download it on your iPhone now and have a listen. It listen is mind blowing. Were they part of that Red Wedge? Movie? Yeah, the, uh, I'm not sure they were on the Red Wedge tour, but they were obviously left to centre. Um, but it's just passionate music. It's just music again. You know, you listen to it today. I just makes you want to dance, makes you want to run around, makes you want to protest, makes you want to you know scream and shout. But fantastic, they did one album. That was it. And and to be honest, those guys have almost you know disappeared off the face of the earth from from mine. But uh, yeah, if you, if nothing else comes out of this time and go listen to the Redskins album tonight, I definitely will. So I'm going back across the table. Uh, I'm out of 1986. Where are you on your fourth choice? Right. Oh right, we're, we're 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 in the eighties. I thought we thought we were in in the nineties. Well, you might be, but I'm still in the eighties, <laughs> mate. There's a there's a lot going on in my, lot going on in my musical world in the eighties. <laughs> so, we're just well, I'm I'm into the two two thousands now. Okay, and, it, and yeah, so it oh, but there was also that as you went out with the eighties, there was that thing where because I I found it suits and vinyl because suits and vinyl is just vinyl. You have that moment where at the end of the eighties. Everyone just stops buying vinyl, yeah. don't they? they? Just everyone just moves in nineties. Yeah. Everyone moves on to CDs. So my first four, my first ever CD I ever bought was um, the Fall uh, X. Oh, what's it called? Anyway, a Fall a Fall album on on C- CD. Yeah. And then there was hardly any vinyl bought right up to the two thousand tenors again. Where and there, and there was that whole sense of oh, I'm not going to have to buy it again now on a CD. I've already got it on vinyl. Oh, but that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And of course, yeah. CDs were going to last forever, weren't they? Yeah. Ben sat here chuckling, didn't he? Yeah. Never heard of a CD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah, well, the world's the world's moved on then. So who's fourth on your list? Well, the two thousands probably the best era of music. I think that that's you know the you had well, it, it probably starts off with the, with the Queens of the Stone Age coming coming out and that that fantastic rated R album. That was that was. That was right at the start of the two two thousands. The Strokes were coming on, and then there was the Claxons and LCD sound system. Leeds' very own Sunshine Underground. Do you remember? Do you remember that band? Ab- absolutely not. Right. <laughs> I'm a Bradfordian. Okay, and then um, and then we we're in probably like the really dancey things were coming on. So there was like I don't know, bands like Hot Ship, um, Crystal Castles. Wow. So you know probably. The band that marked that era for me probably were Crystal Castles, even though really? like the, the sadly gone. Yeah, they were like it was like um, Casio tune, um, ele- electronica, with this with this insane woman just shouting in a, an incredible punk rock way over the top about about everything that really made her fed up in the world. Right, and um, what and that's interesting. We set off there, and you 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 know your first few choices are all bands that I'd say yeah well, well known and you've just rattled off a list of bands there that are probably quite as well known I would say yeah. so was this you at a time in your life just going a bit left field a bit right field what, how, how, why are you suddenly hitting on all these bands that aren't quite as mainstream or is it just that yeah. just the way it was I think that was yeah, I think I think that was, that was just, just the way it was it was um, you the old Probably the older you get, the more you are going to explore around, look around, hear more. You talk to more people. 
Yeah, yes. Go to more gigs. Are the, are the kids growing up a bit here? Are you, yeah, are you going to more gigs yeah, again? Yeah, probably going going down <laughs> going down to more gigs. Probably Duchess of York is just closing down around then. Remember seeing Queens of Stone Age at the cockpit when it was, um, yeah, when it first first opened. So that was around about the two two thousandies. And jump, jumping off subject, what was your favourite venue in Leeds, music wise? Uh, probably was the, the Duchess of York, and right. then latterly. Uh, used to go down down the, the cockpit as well. But so the smaller venues, yeah, really, the very the very smaller venues. Yeah. And yeah. when a when a new venue opened, we just we just always had to go down there to try it out. But yeah, yeah. The, the smaller the better. All right. So Catch you've got them when when they're coming through. The Crystal Castles is what fourth on your list there. Yeah, fourth on the list there. Okay. Yeah, so you? I'm going to take you back in the time machine. There's a lot going on in the 1980s for me. <laughs> I uh, I went off to America in the summer of 1988. Uh, obviously, at this point, where I'm a Fred Perry and me, Dr. Martins, uh, and and you know my life is revolving around the Style Council at this point, and I get off the plane in America, and I bump into a group of pals, and they're all listening to this album, which is Appetite for Destruction by Guns Ooh, N' Roses. You're the rock now. So suddenly, like as uh, as my best man said at my wedding, he went um, as a mod and he came back a rocker. <laughs> And that album was just, well, of course, it brings back great memories of a, a great time. But what an album that is. For me, that is, you know, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, It's So Easy. I mean, these lads, incredible when you read some of their uh, sort of autobiographies or biographies. It's incredible they put it together. I mean, it sounds like they didn't spend two minutes when they were sort of uh, under the influence of something somewhere. So how yeah. they managed to get that album put together... Uh, and I suppose many people would say they never quite hit that again. They they, they came out with some other albums, but no same. But that 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 for me was a was a, a, a broadening. I hadn't had anything to do with the likes of Queen Sabbath, etc., etc. Obviously, there was a Motorhead on the scene and all that business, yeah. and Saxon and all those guys. But they weren't doing it for me in the slightest. Oof, these guys did it for me. Yeah. What, an, what an album that is. Yeah. You, I it mean, was you big put tunes, that. wasn't it? Yeah, it's big tunes. It, in a way, it's, it's a bit like the first Oasis album. There's so many good tracks. There's hardly a weak one on the album. You know, yeah. It's just great. Yeah. And, and again, uh, you just put It's So Easy on now. And obviously, uh, if you do do that, folks, get your small children out of the room. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great track. It fires you up. So, uh. right, did, you, did, you, did you ever see them live? I did. I went down to Milton Keynes when they did the uh, the big tour over here, uh, and uh, they were they were quite a band. The um, <laughs> the low point of that gig actually was being hit in the face by a carrier bag or bin liner full of what could only be described as not lager. So oh, no. that was a that was a disappointing point on a very good afternoon. But right. uh, yeah, great. That was show. probably because they, they didn't turn on for about they didn't come on for about oh, an no. hour, and everyone just gets no, really fed up with them. them. They were yeah. like that Leeds Festival. Yeah, well, it'd be about six years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah again, that. if you read if you read some of their um, biographies or autobiographies, they uh, they had a, they had an interesting approach to client care. I don't think yeah. that'd work as well in this office. No. You were very good at that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so. Um, so let's go back to across the table to you, my friend. I've only given you five oh, songs that change your life. Give me another one. Oh, Give me your right. fifth. We're, we're now we're, we're, we're coming up to date now, aren't we? Yeah, we're really. Well, you are. Today. I'm still in 1988. All right. Well, it's 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 where, where do you start with this with this era? You've got big influence. There's there's something that, that a guy a guy called Colin Oliver does. Um, he actually uh, runs. The, the wardrobe he used to run run the cockpit he now runs probably the biggest promoters in Leeds which which is Future Sound yeah um, he 
does this thing called Live at Leeds, which if anybody hasn't been to Live at Leeds and they even got the vaguest knowledge of music, they really should go. It's always at the end of... It's always that first May bank holiday, and it is fabulous. And the, the bands that you discover there, every year I come away and I'm... You know, you, you build up to something and then there they are in this smallest pub which you run to with your mates. You know, I'm 56 <laughs> years old, still <laughs> dashing around between the venues, lo- loving it. So this, it's over the years, bands like Fat, Fat White Family have had a massive influence on me and all the little bands that have come out of Fat White Family. Um, this this uh, May... Um, a band that really blew me away were a band, band called Squid, who mm. do this interesting, um, again, very punky vocals, um, almost gang of fourie in a way, in the way they, the shouting yeah. there, but with a, 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 a very kraut rocky back background backing to it, you know, choppy bass and everything. Like that. Fantastic band, um, but I suppose in the end, it's got to be an electronic band's. It's got to be. Bands like, there's a band called Moderat, who, this is, and this is, now my kids are, grow, are growing up, and they're starting to say to me, Maisie's 23, <laughs> 23. She, she introduced me to band, a band called Moderat, and another band called Chiasmos, and these are all, one's German, I think, the other one's, might be Dutch, maybe Dutch, but these lovely electronica, and... But again, with the big riffs, a little bit extreme, and yeah, those that sort of genre. That's really what I listen to at home now. Is that is that is that sort of are they as rocky or are they more sort of mellow or what, where are they? Moderat, very very electronic, right. but they've got they've got the same the same sort of beat as a rock band, but they don't do it in that that style. Lots of breakdowns. Um, and just like you know, like like, like house music is, yeah. it suddenly all falls down, and builds back up again. Um, but Chiasmos, um, uh, I think it's just two two guys. They just flow, just a flow of just electronic, almost like piano music. And just and Daniel bands a guy called Daniel Avery, who played at Leeds International Festival this this year. He did a. Um, a light show in the Corn Exchange where were you there? No, I'm just nodding at you. The whole roof came came down <laughs> really? with this sensational light display, and Daniel Avery's doing this this soundscape of electronic cocooned over his over his mixing desk. Yes, yeah. class stuff. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. All right, so I've written down Moderat. I think I spelled it right. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up my five with, uh, a, again, a change, again, an influence from being in the States. Uh, it's Public Enemy. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Again, yeah. real... Uh, absolutely smashed me in the first of this album in terms of the, the music, the beats, the messages, the passion. Uh, and some of, some of the tracks are just fantastic. I saw these guys in Birmingham in something like 1989 with Run DMC. Um, and uh, just blew it away. Going at things differently, you know, and I suppose mm-hmm. if you look at some of the things we talked about, the old punk scene and even how the Stone Roses changed things and then how grunge changed things, for me these guys changed lots of things and that's, uh, again, loads of great memories. 
But my five choices, I haven't even gone out of the 80s. <laughs> so there was a lot of change going on in my life at this point. I actually bought that record from Jumbo Records. When, do you remember when it was in the Marion Centre? Yeah, originally. That, yeah, yeah, originally down that, that little yeah. bit that doesn't even exist anymore, yeah, that side yeah. bit. So yeah. So where where was so let's just fish off with a few of the questions. Where were your fa- where were your favourite music shops? Where did you used to hang out then at Jumbo? Yeah, probably Jumbo Records. Um, there's, there's, there's there's obviously you can't say Jumbo without saying Crash, can you? Really? No, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah, they're both institutions. Really. Yeah, good. I yeah. used to go to HMV in Bradford. Long gone now, I'm afraid. Well, the HMV that was because the whole of the Bradford City Centre got knocked down, but there is HMV still in Bradford actually at Broadway. Is there? Um, when you get off the... Do you drive into work or get the train? Drive. Okay, so you're driving into work, Simon, and uh, you're having a morning where you think, I need to fire myself up a bit. Uh, which track do you put on on your, on your, on your phone or your CD player? Which, which, which track would you instinctively reach for now to fire you up? Oh, God. I don't know. I, I listen to Radio 4 in the morning. I think, I think if I... I say, yeah. I don't... I, I'm either on the ra- I'm either radio four or making phone calls. <laughs> well, you I might, wish I could have an answer to that. Well, my dear listeners, you might have realised yeah. that was a question from left field that Simon wasn't ready for. Okay, yeah. so when I'm walking through the train station and I'm thinking, right, here we go, we've got another day at the office, there's only one song I play to fire me up, and that's Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh, good. And if you do nothing else, folks, go and listen. You know, if you're having a morning where you're, you're struggling to fire up the engines... Just pop sabotage on by the Beastie Boys. And by the time you get to the office, I'm sure you'll be kicking the door in and uh, down in your first espresso. But uh, <laughs> fine, look. It's good okay, so, so we've had a, a podcast with a difference there. Um, we could have gone on, I suspect, all day. We're going we're, we're gonna to do a nice short podcast today. Some people have said to me, uh, they're all right, Chris, but they're, they're going on a bit. I like to hear a podcast in the, the entirety of my journey to from all work from work. So there's a short one. We'll see what the feedback's like. Um, I don't normally ask for reviews or feedback, um, but I'm meant to answer because you hear everybody saying that on podcasts. So if you get a chance to pop a review up or you want to give it some stars, one star, two stars, five stars, feel free. I do notice that some cheeky blighter has given us one star. Uh, so when I track you down, you'll regret that. But uh, apart from that, it's a free country and you can give whatever Let's hope he's not a member like. of staff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Former Q. So... Um, so there you go, uh, podcast with a difference. Simon Palmer, uh, thank you for coming in and thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day, mate. Chris, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. You're most welcome. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to Simon there about um, his music. Interesting, he's gone Hawkwind, Pixies, In Spirals, Crystal Castle and Moderat. Obviously, I think I win that hands down, but uh, I'll leave it to you, other thing. Uh, <laughs> hope you have a great day at work, and um, if you turn me off, just go turn Sabotage on by the Beastie Boys. Thanks for your time. Bye.